0: Greetings. What a joy to be with you again. We are starting a new series. It's called Songs in the Night. Finding God in the Highs and Lows. What book will we focus on? The book of Psalms. Why Psalms? The word Psalms literally means praise, both in Greek. And in Hebrew, praise. Sing with musical instrument. The idea is you praise God. Notice why the focus is on music and singing. You will see the word Selah. The word Selah means pause. When you sing, when you have music, you pause. The idea of crescendo, you emphasize. The idea of Maskil. Maskel means ponder. Think about it. This is important. Miktam. From the word gold. This is precious. So this psalm, the word psalms, has been used by many people to express their feelings towards God. It is amazing. It's written over a period of 1,000 years With different authors. Just think about it. From Moses. All the way. To Ezra. The book of Psalms. Is mostly. Attributed to David. Why? Because he wrote 73 Psalms. We are sure it's David. But you have other writers. Example. You have Asaph. He wrote 12. You have the sons of Korah. He wrote 12. And you have other writers, Solomon, Moses, and 40 chapters of Psalms. We don't even know who is the author. But the whole point is this book of Psalms is so unique. Why? Because it focuses on the character of God, who God is, what he has done for us. And above all, it talks about our humanity our experience, our walk with God. It is the most emotional book of the entire Bible. I believe the book of Psalms was inspired by God to show his people, to show us, it's okay to be honest with him. It's okay to share your disappointments, your heartaches, your loneliness, because it is through the book of Psalms that you find comfort. When you are down, you will find hope. When you are discouraged, you find strength. So the book of Psalms is very, very appropriate for all of us. Do you realize Jesus quoted the book of Psalms the most? Of all the Old Testament scriptures, the book of Psalms is most quoted by the New Testament writers and Jesus Christ. It is also the most prophetic of all the Old Testament books. After Psalms, you have Deuteronomy, Isaiah, but the book of Psalms is unique that it points to Jesus. And that's why Jesus refers to the book of Psalms the most. Today, I want to share with you an example What we mean by song in the night. Psalm 42, verse 8. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. His song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. Do you notice? The Lord will command. He will instruct. He will make sure. Loving kindness will come. And then, in the midst of the night, there will be song. You know, the truth is, the Christian life is not always sunshine. Sometimes you go through darkness. Sometimes you have problems. That's reality. So, how do you deal with this? Now, this is the context of Psalm 42. Let me give you an example Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become restless and disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Do you notice the emotional feeling what this guy is going through? Why are you in despair? Notice. That's discouragement. Emotionally very low. Why are you so discouraged? Why have you become restless and disquieted? Notice the answer. Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him. That's the beauty with the book of Psalms. It's being honest with your feelings. And then he gives you the solution. The solution to negative feelings is what? Right thinking. Notice he said, Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him. I shall yet praise Him. The Lord is the help of my countenance and my God. So during this COVID-19, when many of us are going through hard times, perhaps you don't know why, you are concerned about your future, learn to meditate on the book of Psalms. It will bring joy to your soul. When you are down, remember negative emotions is to be acknowledged but it is a trigger to remind us what to do when you're emotionally down and that's why psalm is such an important book it will help you mature it will help you deal with negative emotions today i'll give you an example we shall start with the with the most famous chapter of the entire book of psalm psalm 23 What is Psalm 23? Will you tell me? The most famous Psalm in the entire Bible. The most famous. It is, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to explain this verse, these verses and show you the implications of what it means the Lord is my shepherd. The reality is you will not know the full meaning or the implications of these beautiful verses unless you think like a shepherd or you think like a sheep. Now, how many of us are shepherds? I've been all over the world and I've shared this truth with many people and I've noticed for majority of us, we don't have the experience of being a shepherd. We don't fully understand what David was saying. The word shepherd and the analogy, the metaphors of the Lord is my shepherd, that metaphor is used 600 times in the Bible. And Psalm 23 is very personal. It talks about personal pronouns. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It is so personal If you count the number of times the personal pronoun will appear, you will notice 17 times. It's very personal. It's about a personal, intimate relationship with the shepherd. So, let's begin by understanding what does it mean. The Lord is my shepherd. The key is first, understanding the idea of shepherd. To show you how important that word picture is, let me give you an example of different animals. Which country is represented by sheep? Do you know which country? For example, which country is represented by the lion? I was surprised, there are many countries. I'll just give you a few of them. England. Singapore, Bulgaria, what about the United States, what animal represents the USA, Egypt, Germany, can you guess, the eagle, what about Finland or Russia, the bear, what about the Philippines, what animal represents the Philippines, can you guess, a tamarau, Carabao. So, which country is represented by sheep? You'll be surprised. No country. So, sheep represents who? Christians. Why? I believe God made sheep. Not just for eating, not just for wool, to remind us about who we are. The Bible tells us all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Notice, we are like sheep. You know, sheep, it's not noted for intelligence. They easily wander. They don't have exactly the best sense of direction. Another thing about sheep is they are helpless. They are defenseless. They have no defense Against wolf. The smallest wolf can easily overcome the biggest sheep. We are like sheep. We easily go astray. We are weak. We are helpless. And that's why the Bible wants us to know we all need a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Can you turn to your neighbor? Tell your neighbor, the Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd. That is the secret of unpacking the entire Psalm chapter 23. The Lord is my. Notice the grammar, the Lord, none other than the Lord, Yahweh, the very name of God. The Lord is not was, not will be. The Lord is right this very moment. He is my Shepherd. Notice very personal, my shepherd. There was a story that I remembered about a common practice in rural, in rural America how people gathered together on Sunday night for talent shows. The church will gather together, there would a potluck, then there talent show. Singing, dancing, special numbers. Well, there was this man who came from New York. He visited his town, and they asked him, do a special number. Now, this guy was from Broadway, and he decided to do Psalm 23. My goodness, he had good voice, good intonation. He was a great Broadway actor. He could act out Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He was good. When he was done, everybody clapped. They gave him a standing ovation. So you have different people giving special numbers, singing, duet. Then they approached an older man named Mr. Smith, white hair. He said, sir, why don't you give a special number? Mr. Smith said, I cannot sing. I cannot dance. No, no, no. You do a special number for us. This is a special occasion. Then he said, Well, I can do Psalm 23. So Mr. Smith did Psalm 23. When he was finished, everybody was quiet. Many were crying, they had tears in their eyes. What's the difference? The young man knew about Psalm 23. The old man, Mr. Smith, knew the shepherd of Psalm 23. He knew the Lord is my shepherd. And God has taken care of Mr. Smith. You see the difference? Do you know the shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. In these Psalms, I'll try to highlight what the shepherd will do for us. The shepherd provides. He provides. He guides. He protects. He promises what's best. In six verses, you have these amazing expressions of what the shepherd will do for you and for me. The Lord is my shepherd Because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does it mean, I shall not want? Literally, it means I will not lack anything. In other words, because the Lord is my shepherd, everything I need is provided for. I will not want. How is that word used in the Old Testament? Let me give you an example. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. In other words, God wants us to know. Let's be dependent upon Him. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You will not lack any good thing. Because God knows your needs. Notice the next verse. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, grammatically, this makes me lie down is a special verb. It's called causative. He will cause me to lie down. Now, if you don't understand sheep, you will not understand the significance of this verse. He makes me lie down. Sheep will not lie down if they're hungry, if they're scared, if they're not satisfied, they will never lie down. So the idea of he makes me lie down in green pastures. Whose job is it to make sure the sheep will have green pastures? The shepherd. He takes care, he guides them. Now, green pastures represents God's provisions, God's best for you and for me. I always remember when we go to a restaurant, my wife will order her food, I'll order my food, And when her food comes, and my food comes, what what do I notice? She begins to use her fork to get my food. In her mind, what I order is better. And what do I do? I also try to get her food. We have this mindset. The other grass is always greener across the fence. We always think the others have it better. No, no. Your green pasture is God's best for you. Learn to be contented. I remember a man who was laid off in this factory. He was so angry with his boss. And he stopped going to church. And he was moaning, groaning. And the wife told him, what's wrong with you? He said, God doesn't love me anymore. Well, because you lost your job, you no longer worship the Lord. The wife said, honey, let's keep going to the church what are you good at? The wife was a good advisor. He is good in carpentry work. So the wife said, why don't you begin doing carpentry work? So he began to repair, you know, small problems of different houses. Then he began to construct small houses. Pretty soon, he began to construct rows of apartments, motels. And one day, he told his wife, I want to visit my, the factory where I was fired. I want to see the supervisor. The wife said, why do you want to see him? You were angry at him. He said, no, no, no. I want to see him. The wife said, honey, that's past. Don't see him. He said, no, I want to see him. What do you want to do? He said, I want to thank him for firing me. Because when I lost my job, God allowed me to go into carpentry work And I began my own construction company. You see, God guides us. He knows how to guide us to greener pasture. Notice, He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Now, this is a beautiful expression of the goodness and care of the shepherd. But you, you and I, are city boy, we don't understand the significance of quiet waters. He leads me beside quiet waters. Sheep will not drink water when it is running. Because sheep is afraid they will drown because of their wool. So they will only drink water when the water is calm. So what a shepherd will do, he'll make a temporary dam so that the water will become still. And when the water will is still sheep will drink and that's what the psalmist is saying you see this psalm was written by David I believe when he was no longer young he looked back in his life and he saw what God did how God provided for him physically how God provided for him emotionally when he was in distress notice he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul you know the truth is sometimes we're emotionally down We are discouraged. I'm reminded of the story of a very famous businessman. His name was J.C. Penny. Many of you have heard of this man. He started out very poor. His father was a pastor. But his father and mother taught him ethics. Work hard. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Work hard. And slowly but surely, he began to work and he put up his first store. By the way, the name of his first store is called the Golden Rule Store. What is the Golden Rule Store? Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. J.C. Penney decided to be an honest merchandiser. During his times, in the early 1920s, 1910s, it was like the visoria Years ago, maybe not now, but when I was younger, I used to go to Divisoria. Items there, there was no price. So anybody can name a price, if they know this, you like something. Something can be worth 10 pesos and they'll sell it to you for 100 pesos. Why? Well, you know, it depends on how good the salesman is. But J. C. Penney felt, I want to be honest, so he, he was one of the first few people to put price tag. In each of his items, an honest price tag. He became successful. But when he became very successful, notice, perhaps only God knows, he was not a church goer. He believed in God, he believed in Jesus, but spiritually, he was not there. And then the depression came. Do you remember in America, there was a Great Depression in the 1920s? He almost lost everything. But he was a multi-multi-millionaire at that time, but he almost lost everything. And he could not sleep. Something was wrong with him physically, but the doctors could not find out why. He was sent to the hospital for recovery, and they could not find out what's wrong with him. One early morning, when he got up, He heard a group of doctors and nurses singing in the chapel. You know what they were singing? You hear, I want you to hear this song. They were singing an amazing hymn, which J.C. Penney remembered when he was still young. The name of the song is something like, The Lord will take care of you.
1: made one
0: After hearing the music, J.C. Penney told the Lord, Lord, will you take care of me? Will you really take care of me? And that very moment, something supernatural happened to him. In less than 12 hours, he was discharged from the hospital. I believe he had a personal encounter with the shepherd, that God will take care of him. Many times we are restless, we are fearful, we are afraid. Why? You need to know the shepherd. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Notice, God guides us. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Many times we want God's will. We don't realize God is concerned for us to know his will. He guides us in the path of righteousness. Many times when you think of God's will, you think of who will I marry? Where will I go? Where will I work? If you want to know God's will, the focus is on your character. He guides us in the path of righteousness. And as you walk that path, you begin to experience God's specific will. How does God guide us? Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, God guides us through the Bible. He gives us general principles. Thy word is a lamp to my feet. Notice, it's step by step. It's not a flashlight. It's day by day. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So to give you an example, Years ago, I had the impression that God wanted me to stay in the Philippines. I was given the opportunity to work in Coca-Cola in Atlanta. That was my training. But I decided not to take the offer because when I read the Bible, I understood God wants me to be holy. And I know my weaknesses. If I'm going to be alone in the States, and I know I have a weakness with bland women, I just like blonde women, and I know I couldn't handle it, but God wants me to be holy. So I said, no, I'm not going to go to the States. Now, I'm not saying all of you should not go to the States, but in my case, God spoke to me clearly. God says, I want you to be holy. Stay in the Philippines. You have more accountability. I was walking with God and I also know that God wants me to evangelize. So I led a group of professionals. I brought them to, a, to an evangelistic meeting. In that meeting, guess who I met? In that meeting, I met Diana, a blind woman. She was singing. Now what's the probability of me meeting her in that meeting? At that time, Diana responded to the call of Jesus. Through a Bible verse. Because she knew God wanted her to evangelize. So she left her country to go to Asia. She was following God's guidance. Specific where she would be is the next step. Who she will marry is the next step. But it's called following God's guidance. The Lord is my shepherd. He guides us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I have countless stories about God guiding his people, guiding his children. My own son, my own son was in New York City. He was single. I remember him calling me. He said, Father, I don't even know if I'll ever get married because there's too many single people in New York City and they're all nice-looking guys, very successful. The competition is too much. I said, Son, if God wants you to get married, you will marry the right person. My son knew. Based on the word of God, he must entertain and marry only people who are loving the Lord, who are walking with the Lord. So, the choices are narrowed down. Guess what happened? He went to a church on Sunday morning. On Sunday night, he visited another church. Now, what will make my son go to two churches on a Sunday? Hunger. One didn't know God. And when he went to the second church, guess what? He met a lady, a blonde lady, walking by. Now, that blonde lady was experiencing her gift from her family. She finished her master's degree in education. So from Phoenix, Arizona, she flew all the way to New York City to enjoy her vacation. Now, why would she spend time... To go to a church on a Sunday in New York City when you can do so many other things. You see, when you are guided by the scriptures, put God first, worship Him. And that's how my son and my daughter in law met. God guides us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Many people don't realize, thus says the Lord, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. God commits to guide us. I want you to see the heart of God, see the heart of our shepherd. Notice he said, if only you had paid attention to my commandments. If only. You see, God wants us to know his will, his general will, his general commandments. Example for singles, do not marry somebody who is not a follower of Jesus. For us gentlemen, be holy because God wants us to be holy. God wants us to be honest. These are his general commands. You follow these general rules. Honor your parents. Submit to those who are in authority. These are his general rules. But he promised you, then your well-being would have been like a river. Your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Beautiful word picture. God guides us. He wants to bless us. But the way he blesses us is through his word. You need to know the word of God. And that's why I always encourage people, keep on reading the word of God because he tells you what he wants you to do, how to protect yourselves. He tells us, even though I walk through the valley Of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice the grammar changes. The personal pronoun is now changed. To, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For notice, it's now very, very personal. For you are with me. No longer third person, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It is now brought to a very personal level. Sometimes when you walk with God, you don't understand. Sometimes you go through the valley. But can I tell you something? The reasons why we need to go through the valleys of life is you cannot go to the mountaintop without going through the valleys. To reach the top, you have to go through the valleys. Part of the Christian life is going through valleys. However, the comfort is you are with me. Our shepherd is with us. The job of the shepherd is to guide the sheep. During summertime, the grass becomes dry on low land. You need to go to the higher ground. Where the snow is melting and the grass is still green. But you need to follow the shepherd. The shepherd knows where are the green pastures. Your job is to follow. Notice, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The sheep knows. The rod and the staff, they are used for defense and protection. A rod, probably one and a half feet long that thing is dangerous it can kill a ferocious animal a wolf a lion a staff is around six feet long and there is it's like a there's a hook why when the ship is going astray it will it in and i realize it's a beautiful picture of how god guides us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Many times we go astray and he has to yank us in. And sometimes it's painful. I remember the story in Syria of a shepherd carrying a sheep. And then people notice the leg of the sheep is broken. There's splint. And they ask what happened to the sheep. Did it fall into a hole? Was it hit by a car? The shepherd says, no, no this ship is very naughty. It always likes to run away. So I broke his leg. And then I put a splint upon that leg and I carry that ship wherever I go. By the moment the ship heals, that ship will always stay close to me. And many times, God has to break our leg. Why? To make us learn dependence upon Him. Friends, I don't know what you've gone through, but one thing I've discovered about discipline. All discipline, for the moment, seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. You know, when God disciplines us, it is not joyful. It is painful. Yet, to those who have been trained by it. Afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. You see, whom the Lord loves, he will discipline. The Bible says, the shepherd guides us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Notice the shadow of death. It's a figurative expression of fear, of darkness, even of death, dying. The reality is this. COVID-19 may scare us, and you may think you are going to die. But for believers, death is only a shadow. It really does not touch us. But God is there to guide us. Why? He guides us in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. And notice the promise. It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. If you walk with the Lord, I can assure you, you have nothing to fear. Somebody sent me these pictures years ago of what it means not to be afraid. Because the shepherd is with us, it's like walking in the midst of wolves, in the midst of danger. We are in the midst of COVID 19. But if God's hand is upon us, we will be protected. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Notice, God not only provides, He not only guides, He protects. Notice our protection. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Do you realize sheep will not eat if it's in danger but sheep will eat in the presence of the shepherd even though there will be a wolf a sheep will eat if it's near the shepherd you know why? for the sheep the safety the security is not the absence of danger it's in the presence of the shepherd the same thing for you and for me My security is not in the absence of danger. My security and your security is in the presence of our Lord. You prepare a table, a party, in the presence of my enemies. This is a picture of security, of restedness. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Again, For us who are not shepherds, we don't understand. What do you mean by anointed my head with oil? One of the great problems in the Middle East with sheep is when summertime comes, the enemy of the sheep are flies. The flies will get inside the nose and lay eggs. And when the eggs are hot, it becomes so itchy. It will literally drive the sheep crazy. So they put olive oil on the face of the sheep on the nose so that the fly will not get inside the nose and lay eggs that's the picture of protection how the shepherd meticulously cares for the sheep and that's what David is saying the Lord is my shepherd he not only provides he not only guides my path he protects us notice my cup overflows What a beautiful picture of blessing. He's saying, my shepherd, I'm going to be blessed. It's personalized. And then notice, amazing promise. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and loving kindness. Two beautiful Hebrew words that can only be expressed by Sentences, if you ask me, the word goodness is from the word tobe. Whatever is pleasant, whatever is lovely, whatever is going to bless us, that's the word for goodness. Nothing harmful. Loving kindness, literally from the word kesed. Some translation says mercy, but it's more than mercy. It's grace, loving kindness, something we don't deserve. It is God's best for us. It's God's unconditional promises, unconditional goodness, unconditional grace, goodness and loving kindness. Whatever is pleasant, whatever is excellent, will follow me all the days of my life. Notice the word follow. Literally, it can be translated as, it will overtake me. That's exactly what the psalmist is saying. The mercies, the goodness, and The loving kindness of God will overtake me as I walk with him, as I follow him, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The greatest blessing will ultimately be in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. In the days of David, it was the sanctuary, the tabernacle in the Old Testament. But today you and I know, someday, we shall forever be in the presence of the Lord. God promised us amazing blessing. I'm reminded of the story of this businessman who went to Las Vegas for a business meeting. And after that, he drove through the highway to go to his family, but he was very careful because his license was about to be suspended. So he was making sure he would drive the appropriate speed limit in the highway. But then he saw a police car blinking following him. And he got so nervous. He said, what did I do wrong? He knew in his mind. If he was given a ticket, if he were given a ticket, that's the end of his license. He cannot drive his wife as he promised to bring her to Miami for a vacation. So he was so nervous. What did I do wrong? And then the policeman stopped him. Sir, why are you afraid? He said, did I do anything wrong? The policeman said, you did nothing wrong. The hotel where you came from, the front desk manager is my brother. He told me you left something. And I'm here to give it to you. And he also told me, you just won the lottery for a free vacation in Miami with your family. But there's a deadline. You need to call that particular number by 12 o'clock lunchtime. So I'm giving this to you. What do you think entered his mind? This guy was so happy. He said, oh, thank you. And I realized many Christians are like the driver. We think God is chasing after us to punish us, to tell us what's wrong with us. Can I tell you something? God loves you. He's chasing you to bless you. This is amazing. Goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. It does not mean no valleys. It does not mean no problems. But you just keep following a good shepherd. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. That is the promise of God. I want you to hear a short testimony of my daughter, how she and her husband experienced the goodness and the loving kindness of God during this COVID-19 crisis.
2: Hi, everyone. I really want to share with you the amazing thing that God did for our family yesterday. Um, You know, this COVID-19 time has really been a growing process for Jeff and I to trust him and to put our faith in him and not in the circumstances around us. And as many of you know, we opened a dental practice last year called Adventure Kids Dental. And even though it's been growing and we love it, you know, it still wasn't a profitable practice. And with COVID-19 hitting and we having to close our doors for two months, you know, that, that's scary as a new business owner. and um, But I want to tell you that even during that time, we still believe, Lord, I know you're going to take care of us. And I know that you have a plan and you're going to provide. And I think even knowing those things in our hearts, you still sometimes struggle, though, with, with doubt. And I think that's normal. But a verse that God gave me two weeks ago that I want to share with you that really made a difference in my heart is, John sixteen twenty three verse 24, and it says, In that day, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, He said, You will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, He will give it to you. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be made full. And this first really hit me because I don't always ask God for specific things and boldness and really saying, Lord, I expect you to do this um, because I know God loves me and I just trust that he's going to provide in his way. But I felt God really telling me, Candy, no, you need, I want you to pray. I want you to ask. I want you to exercise your faith in praying really in my name. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And I said, Lord, I know you can answer my prayers. I'm going to trust you. And even if you don't, I know you have a better reason and a plan. And so two things I prayed for after I read this verse was, one, that I pray in Jesus' name that we can start opening our practice soon. Secondly, I pray that we can get the PPP loan that we had applied for a month ago but still hadn't gotten. And this is a loan that the government was giving for small businesses to sustain them and keep them going. And a few days after I prayed this prayer, we got an email back saying that we had been approved but it was for a really small amount, a lot less than we had hoped and expected. And Jeff and I both felt like this is not, we're not gonna accept this. Like I feel like God has more for us. But we had until today, May 12th, to sign and accept this small amount or else we would lose it. And so Jeff and I both prayed and I remember praying this verse, through this verse, and saying, Lord, I wanna see what you can do. So Jeff reached out to several people, tried to email whoever he could at Bank of America, um, made some phone calls, because there's no clear person to connect with. And anyway, we still had no word. Mother's Day hit, which was Sunday, and I'm running, and I'm like, Lord, you have one more day to come through, and I know you can do it. And, um, Lord, I want your name to be glorified. I want people to see that you answer prayer and that you are the provider. So guess what? I think you can guess cuz I'm already crying. But yesterday, early afternoon, my husband gets an email and the person from Bank America says that you have been approved for this much larger amount and it was the amount that we had expected and prayed for and wanted and it was, you know, last minute, the day before our deadline and I realized that God really Did answer my prayer. And I also realized that God could have answered our prayers early on at the start, but He wanted us to exercise our faith and to pray and to show us that He's the one that makes it happen. And so I just want to encourage you that God hears your prayers and to pray in His name and to know that sometimes, yes, He doesn't answer and He has a better reason, but when He does answer, that that he gets the glory and we can praise God. And we are so thankful that he provided and that um, our business can continue. And we are just so blessed to see a God who answers prayer. God bless you all.
0: I want to remind you, who is a good shepherd? Who? Well, the Bible is very clear. Let's look at the Bible. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Here's the contrast. The thief and Jesus. Jesus came that they, that he might give us life and have it abundantly. Goodness and mercy to follow us. I am the good shepherd. So Jesus is the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So Jesus... Is our good shepherd? Do you know him? How do you know if Jesus is your shepherd? Can I share with you? In the same chapter, there are two tests. How will you know Jesus is your shepherd? How do you know you belong to his flock? Let's look. According to Jesus, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Notice two conditions, two tests. My sheep hear my voice, the ear test. Are you able to listen, to hear the voice of the Lord? Has God ever spoken to you through the word in your heart? Next, he knows us, they follow me. Are you following Jesus? That's how you know you belong to the flock. of Jesus, They follow me. And notice the promise. I give eternal life to them. And they shall never perish. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. Amazing promise. Goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the presence of the Lord forevermore. The promise of eternal life. I give eternal life to them they will never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. The guarantee of the good shepherd. Do you belong to Jesus? Two tests. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. If you want to become part of the flock of Jesus, make him your shepherd. How do you do that? Through a simple prayer, a personal commitment, you tell Jesus, Today, Lord Jesus, I want to be part of your flock. I want to make you my shepherd. In the Old Testament, the word shepherd does not just mean somebody caring for you. A king is described as a shepherd. In the Bible, shepherd is also to rule over. It's a description of the king, a benevolent king. So if you say, Lord Jesus, you be my shepherd. You are saying, Lord, you'll be my king. I will depend upon you. I will follow you. God will never force you to follow him. He loves you. He's getting your attention. I believe COVID-19 is God's wake-up call. For all of us who are always restless, who are always so busy, and God is saying, I think it's about time you need to take a break. Come to me. I'm your shepherd. Will you depend upon me? Will you rest upon me? As we are about to close, my encouragement for you is this. My question to you is this. Have you experienced or do you want to experience God's provision? His guidance. His protection. And His promises. God is saying, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But notice he said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I saw this in actual uh, happening in the Middle East. Shepherds will, will eat together, sit together, and the different flocks will mix But the moment the shepherd is ready to walk, he goes ahead and he makes a noise. And his sheep will follow him. The sheep knows the voice of their shepherd. And it's amazing. It's a beautiful picture of how the different flocks will follow respectively their shepherds. Why? My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Is Jesus your shepherd? Are you following him? Because he gives you an amazing promise. If you follow him, this is the promise. I give eternal life to them, and they shall never perish. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. Not even COVID-19. Nothing can separate you from Jesus. You don't have to be afraid of dying if the Lord is your shepherd. He promised you eternal life. Psalm 23 is one of the most beautiful chapters of the entire Bible. It gives me tremendous comfort. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack any good thing. Not only do I not lack anything, He promised me at the end. Goodness and loving kindness will overtake me. It will not just follow me; it will overtake me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. If that's your desire, why don't you pray with me? Let's bow our heads. If, if your desire to experience eternal life, to have assurance of eternal life, to make Jesus your shepherd, pray from your heart. Something like this. Lord Jesus, today I come to you in all humility and honesty. I will recognize you, I will acknowledge you as my Lord and my shepherd. I've not been following you in the past, I've been running my own life. I now realize. I don't belong to your flock. I don't listen to your voice. I realize I am not part of your flock. I want to be part of your flock, Lord Jesus. I want to recognize you as my shepherd. Help me to listen to your voice by reading the Bible, by obeying the Bible, and to follow you all the days of my life. Lord, I am weak, but you're the good shepherd. I'll just walk beside you, Lord. I will follow you. Help me. Protect me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I receive your gift of eternal life, your gift of forgiveness. In Jesus' name we all pray. I pray, Lord. Amen. If you have prayed this simple prayer, I want to assure you the Lord has heard your prayer and you have begun a wonderful journey Of walking with Jesus. You can have assurance in the midst of darkness, in the midst of crisis. You can have peace because the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is your shepherd. If this has been meaningful to you, I would like you to respond by clicking on the following response button where you you may say, I want to hear more, I want to know more, I want to talk to somebody. And you can visit us throughout the week. You can listen more about the messages we're giving here. God bless you.